This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to the Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. Hey, it's Billy Hollowell. I'm here with Chris Field. And we have somebody on the line who has sparked probably the last 48 hours of debate on the internet over the Starbucks Red Cup. We have Joshua Fierstein on the line. How you doing today, Josh? Good, man. Excited to be on the program. Well, so look, this has been, and I'm always fascinated when these things happen because they sort of snowball, and this snowballed pretty quickly, but you posted a video, I think it was November 5th, on your Facebook page um, talking about Starbucks' new red cups. They usually have white cups. This holiday season, they have released red cups with no design on them. They're just red with the green logo. Um, Talk to me about this video. What led you to post it? Well, uh, interestingly enough, it was actually a Blaze article that popped up in my news feed about the cleansing of the uh, Christianity, essentially from Christmas and cups and, and, and such. And uh, I was actually about to make our daily Starbucks run, and of course I walk in. Now, I love our local baristas. They're, they're, they're phenomenal uh, people. We don't really have a coffee shop around us other than Starbucks, and so it's kind of forced me to get my daily caffeine crack from the uh, local neighborhood Starbucks. And in walking in, I noticed the red cups, which I had just seen uh, on one of the uh, articles. And, you know, it, it, for me, it's, a, it's much larger than just a red cup. It's more than just a Starbucks cup. Because I think it's ultimately about the much larger war on Christmas. And the fact that people are trying to essentially cleanse Christmas out of the holidays because they don't want the story of Christ being forefront and in center. And I think that that in doing this, that whilst while the Red Cup may be a trending topic and it may be something that was probably a little bit easier to get going viral, you know, because I've obviously seen, seen Christians that are like, why are you making such a big deal about a cup? But it's not just about a cup. It's about what society is doing. It's the, it's, you know, about society banning nativity scenes from in front of churches in some cities. It's about society, you know, uh, telling the South Park Mall that they're not going to be able to have a Christmas tree because it's offensive. And and then when Starbucks comes out and says, hey, we want to be inclusive and we want to create this red cup so that it's open to all stories of all faiths. Well, last time I checked, I, I believe the last Pew Research poll showed 73% of Americans consider themselves Christian or identify as Christians. In fact, so much so that Obama had to pretend to be one just to get elected. And so Christianity <laughs> Christianity is at the core of our nation. We were founded upon Judeo-Christian principles. And for all these people that think that I'm a lunatic, that I'm bombastic, that I'm over you know, that I'm overboard in my approach, I think that it's just it's beginning to show the subtlety of what the PC police have essentially done. And one, one last point on this particular question. You know, I actually go to the biblical story of David. For people that are like, man, you're just over the top. It's just a cup. It's just a cup. Okay? I go to the biblical story of David. If you remember, he's actually on the backside of the hill, and he's watching over sheep. And on two different occasions, one time a lion and one time a bear, they come to just take a little lamb. Now, David probably, as most historians would agree, has several hundred if not thousands of sheep that are under his care, under his watch. 
But David goes after one little lamb. Why? Because he understands the spirit of a predator. And a predator is going to come and take little pieces at a time, just the little things, the seemingly insignificant things. But he said, no, I have to draw a line, and I have to let the bear, and I have to let the lion know it's not okay. Because even though they come to take the small things, sooner or later, they're going to get hungry, and they're going to come back again. And that's what I think this is about. This is about, slowly but surely, Christmas being erased from the quote-unquote holidays. Because people are offended by Christmas, and I'd be happy to elaborate on that as well. <laughs> so, hey, uh, Josh, it's Chris Field here, and we only had a brief, uh, you know, second or two to meet each other before sure. we started this interview. And and um, being someone who's, you know, uh, not bambos- bombastic, right, Billy? You'd attest to that. Uh, not usually. <laughs> all, the, all the time usually Excellent. is. Yeah, so not, this is, this is one of those shows where Billy and I get to be bombastic. It's just, you know, part of the shtick. But let me let me say I don't think what you were doing was shtick at all first. But I you know I'm I'm not a Starbucks person. Listen, I live in Washington State, home of Starbucks, but I'm not a Starbucks guy. Right. Um, so right. I'm not sure what the history has been of the Starbucks cups. I know that my understanding is that they do a different uh, a different design every year, and this was their newest. This was their 2015 design. Is that accurate mm-hmm. or inaccurate, as far as you know? And again. You said that they they wanted to be inclusive of everybody. I know that that was their statement after the controversy came up uh, that you helped you helped uh, lead the the information about the cups. Um, did you know that going in? So if if you look at at the evolution of their cups over the uh, years, you will see exactly what I mean. And and I actually saw a, a meme that someone put up somewhere on social media that showed it perfectly. It started very Christmassy and. Over the past few years, slowly but surely, certain things have begun to disappear. Uh, Merry Christmas, things like uh, uh, even Happy Holidays, uh, things that have any resemblance to Christmas, and then they take away the snowflakes and, and, and the seemingly insignificant things. Uh, but then again, I think that the Starbucks, the evolution of the Starbucks Cup, is really just symbolic of the much larger narrative uh, that's 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 taking place uh, here in America in regards to people wanting to essentially erase Christmas, and they don't do it all at one time. It's something that takes place uh, over a period of time, as not to alert or uh, incite too too many individuals. But I think that the fact that if you notice, if you go and look on the the uh, Dow today, that the New York Stock Exchange, Starbucks, is actually down like a full percent <laughs> this morning. So I think that we are making a difference because yeah. essentially we hit them with the pocketbook. Now, I realize that that, that Glenn uh, posted something to where, you know, on a Facebook in regards to what I did. And, you know, not every person, not every Christian, not every conservative is going to agree with the way that I do things, but it's one thing just to call for a boycott. I think that this was more than just a boycott. People, you know, and, and, and Glenn made a fair point, and he said, look, you still bought a, a, a coffee from them. Now, look, do I really think that being the crack dealer of caffeine that, that Starbucks is, <laughs> they're the biggest boy on the block? Do I really think that essentially we're going to, you know, make them close down their stores and run them out of business? No. But I think for me, it's more of a social statement and a social rebellion that we as 
a capitalistic society and as consumers are able to say, look, we're drawing the line in the sand and we're saying this. It's time that we fight back. And I think going into 2016 that that is a spirit that needs to overcome the Christian community, looking even into the elections. It's time that people get out, they vote, they make their voice heard. And I think that this was one little uh, step towards towards rallying Christians behind a, Josh, a greater good and a greater Josh, cause. Are, are you going to still buy the coffee? I mean, are you are you going to go back to Starbucks again? So we, we actually uh, today went to a local coffee shop that just opened up uh, here in our community, and we are trying out their coffee. So we're beginning to uh, shop around. And again, I loved my baristas at Starbucks. Uh, phenomenal people. Tried as much as I could to uh, witness to them. They loved me, coming with a smile on, on my face every day. Uh, am I saying that I'll never have another cup of Starbucks again? I don't know. Uh, but I will tell you this, is that as of right now, I wouldn't get my picture taken in one because uh, <laughs> then they'd be calling me a hypocrite. So, so, so. Could, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this, and, and, and this goes, you know, I think, I think where you make the, the, the best point, regardless of Starbucks, is this, this ongoing culture war um, trying to, and Billy has made the case before, erase Christianity from our existence, that we, we kind of just take it out of uh, any sort of as, all aspects of our lives. You mentioned in the uh, in the video that you posted that the baristas are instructed not to uh, say Merry Christmas. Does that include Happy Holidays? Yes. There's no holiday wishes at all, or is it like a, like a, 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 a an alleged ban on the word Christmas? Do you know? So, so I've actually talked to a couple of the baristas there who follow me on on Facebook and obviously know what I do, and they told me that they are encouraged and told not uh, to say Merry Christmas. Uh, if someone uh, says something to you uh, and you feel like you want to respond back to them in like manner, but their entire thing, again, is political correctness, and they don't want to offend anybody. And so they've taken a stance that if someone comes in and says, Happy Kwanzaa, that uh, they, they would be allowed, from what I understand, to say it back to them, but they're not allowed to initiate in any mm. way, shape, or form to say Merry Christmas. Uh, and, and which, which I think is sad. I mean, if, if I'm going to go over to Israel, which is predominantly, uh, Jewish, then I'm not going to get offended at the fact that they're, you know, happy Hanukkah. And I'm not going to demand that they take, uh, Hanukkah off of their Starbucks cups or in the Middle East. I'm, you know, say I'm there at Ramadan. I'm not, you know, like we, we are a Judeo Christian society. And I think that, what this video and this controversy has done is essentially stirred the pot on that. You know, I, I actually started another hashtag uh, about a month ago or, or so uh, called Yes, I'm a Christian, which Ben Carson and, and such, uh, uh, I, I even know uh, uh, that Glenn picked up on it, and uh, people are changing their profiles. For me, it's mostly about getting Christians to come out from the closet and begin to identify themselves and begin to speak and vote their values. Because coming into 2016, we have to make a mark because there's too much at stake. And I think that it's time that the church get rid of the pansy preachers that grace our pulpits and preach sugar instead of salt and light, uh, and that we start taking stands here yep. in America if we want to see our country 
turn back to the moral values that it was founded on. Yeah, and I think let I, me let me ask you. Oh yeah, go I'm ahead, gonna go interrupt ahead. you, Chris. Go ahead, I'm gonna no, ask. That's okay. Sure. About the because um, Chris is about to go into a sermon, I can feel no, it. But, no, no, but just... the bottom line, the question that I have is, let me just push back a little bit on a couple things. If Starbucks yeah. really didn't want to celebrate Christmas at all, why would they have? Why even have a colored cup at all then? You know what I mean? Because they still have a cup that's red and green. And how would you respond to that? Because I know that's something that some critics have said. Well, look, they're still they're still Christmas colors, even if, you know. So if they really didn't want any Christmas, wouldn't they have just stuck with their white cups? Okay, which goes back to prove my point exactly. They take away things a little bit at a time. And, of course, red and green, I mean, the Bible has never uh, instituted red and green as the colors of of Christmas. So I'm sure that that's something that they could kind of get away with a little bit. But essentially, it's something that they're removing a little piece at a time. So, yeah, they're known for red, red, quote-unquote, holiday cups. So it's probably something that they're not going to extinguish right now. But obviously, we see that they're blank, you know, and uh, uh, Starbucks, uh, I I guess someone from Starbucks had reached out to Fox, who I just got done doing an interview with. And during the interview, they actually handed me a cup and a Sharpie and challenged me to redesign uh, for possible future use their next Starbucks holiday cup, what I would like to see on it, to which I wrote, I drew a picture of a cross, and uh, I turned it around for the camera and said, you know what, I'd love to see them do something about the first Christmas tree when a light hung on a tree and died for all of our sins. So uh, do I think that that's going to happen? No, but I definitely want to see Starbucks, along with every other corporation, start stop bending their knee and bowing their knee to political correctness, and let's not try to take Christmas out of Christmas. And I think I think Josh, where where people need to need to go is uh, stop. I mean, whether or not Billy or I or anybody else agrees with you on the cup issue, is that it's sure. it's it, the specifics the 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 cup specifics. It's the larger issue of like you said, stop being pansy preachers. Start standing up for yourself, right. and don't be rude about it. Don't be crass about it. But go out there and say, listen, this is what I believe, and I'm not sure why you're trying to undermine that because it's been a positive thing. And I, I think that and, and and can I say that I loved your tactic of giving them your name was Merry Christmas? And that's what they had to write on the I thought that was I thought that was frigging brilliant, by the way. And wh- okay, one well, more I, one more question one more question before sure. you you know, can we should we be forcing or expecting a company that has never proclaimed Christianity or any values to reflect those values? Okay. Uh, First, let me address the first question, and then I'm going to come right back around to that second one. I wholeheartedly agree. I have a major issue with people, particularly preachers. You know, I've I've actually heard uh, on the Blaze before talk about the Black Robe Regiment. Why is it that our preachers today, and and, and sorry, and I'm going to offend some people, but it bothers me, when you have Joel Osteen and people that go on CNN and such and get in interviews and say, well, you know, I, I, I just don't want to say, you know, that, you know, that, that, that Muslims are going to hell or that gays, you know, I just, I, just, I, I just know that Jesus is the way for me. Look, Jesus came and said definitively, I am the only way to the Father. 
And the problem is today is that we have had so many preachers that have been silenced and are not speaking into communities. And honestly, it comes down to the 501c3. Nobody really wants to talk about this, but that those little tiny letters, that little government provision for them to be tax-free, well, they're tax-free with a caveat, if you would, and that caveat, that caveat is you can't say anything. Why in the world is Bernie Sanders allowed to go to Liberty University on C-SPAN <coughs> and preach abortion and preach gay rights and, and, and so things that they're diametrically opposed? Why? Because they signed that little 501c3 paper. And I think that it's time that we have preachers that grow some hair on, our, hair on their chest and for all of these people that say, oh, hey, you know what? We're just about loving people. I 1,000% agree. We need to love people. We don't need to sit in a seat of judgment. We're not here to condemn them. We're not here to hate on them. But there's one thing that we have to love before anything else. We must love God, and we must love truth. And when we love God and love truth, we can speak truth in love to people. Because who really loves the person that's on their way to hell, the person that just sits, sits silently by and consents? them on on this 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 drastic road to uh to eternal damnation or the person that's willing to stand up and 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 say look i love you enough to tell you you have to change your ways and so i 1000 percent agree with you we need to get rid of these pansy preachers and for every preacher that's listening to this for those that think that well i'm going to lose my crowd and i'm going to lose do you realize that on facebook live every sunday my wife and i do a facebook live church service takes place about 40 minutes to an hour. Do you realize that over 62,000 people tuned in last week to a live church service on social media, on Facebook, 62,000 live viewers that were responding back and forth, sending prayer uh, uh, requests? And I'm about as truthful and, and brash and bombastic, if you want to use that term, as anybody about... Christian values and morality in America. So I definitely think that that's one thing that the pulpit uh, needs to get back to. And then in regards to uh, forcing Starbucks, look, we live in a democracy, and democracy and a capitalistic society says that ultimately we do get to dictate because we vote with our pocketbooks and we vote right. with our business. And so that's the beauty of capitalism is while we, we are not about forcing anything on somebody – at the same time, while we don't directly force it with penalty of law, et cetera, et cetera, we do force it with where our money goes. And that's one thing that people are waking up to, and that here in this society we are able to make a stand. And I challenge any Christians that are, are listening, look, you know, if you take into account that my wife and I have coffee twice a day, which is about $20 a day, over 30 days, that's $600 a month. I, or I, no, that's that's yeah, that's a whole lot of money that we're spending on coffee. Now, Starbucks stands for Planned Parenthood. Starbucks stands against traditional marriage. Starbucks it, it, uh, supports Planned Parenthood. Actually, they stand for everything that we we don't value. Which, of course, I was ignorant to some of this stuff until I really started studying it out over the last couple of days. And then my wife and I had a conversation. We said, how can we support a business like that where we know essentially our dollars are going to organizations that we're diametrically opposed to? 
Well, fair enough. Fair enough. And 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 listen, hey Josh, we appreciate you coming on, and and we that we understand the stance you're taking, and 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 I hope that people don't. And I think you would agree with me. Correct me if I'm wrong. I hope that people don't get distracted by the star Starbucks specifics of this case. Is that right? Yes. And 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 look, that's what people have to understand when people like myself do social experiments, okay, and and do these videos. These videos are designed usually within just mere moments of just pure uh, spontaneity, but right. they're designed to create conversation. Right. And for those people that are out there saying this, oh, I don't know why you make a big deal about a Starbucks cup. You have to understand what that Starbucks cup represents. It parallels a much larger narrative. Right. Well, well, listen, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time to come out. We, we definitely want to have you back again. And um, I guess the last quick thing, if you have any quick uh, comments that you just a message you'd give to your critics, there's a lot of people slamming you out there saying, oh, this is ridiculous. If you really care about the poor, go and feed a child. And I'm not endorsing that. I think some of that some of, or if you really care about Christ, go and be the child. Some of those arguments are a little bit, I think, uh, absurd. It's, it's as though you can't have two opinions, right? But what would you say to your, to your critics? Well, you know, it's funny because as soon as I spoke up about abortion, people said, well, go adopt a child. And I said, I just did. I just adopted four of them. Uh, so for, for all of these people that come out, you know, I, I've, I've got a lot of critics. Uh, I usually like to silence them by success. Uh, and the fact is, you know, we have a lot of, again, pansy Christians and people that have been tricked and duped into thinking that we're just simply supposed to sit back and be pacifists. When I look at Jesus, Jesus was not a pacifist, and if, if people understood culture at that time, you would understand the statements that he is making are, 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 are statements that are extremely offensive. In fact, notice that the gospel itself, I believe it was Paul that said, the cross is an offense. The very center of Christianity is offensive. And, 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 and people, people don't understand that, I, I think. And they, they're going to have to understand that at some point that we're going to have to stand up and speak out. And I'll close with this point. Moses and Aaron. Moses, the Bible says that God tells Moses, you are the voice of God to Aaron, and Aaron is essentially his echo. And, and Moses speaks, and Aaron repeats. Moses speaks, and Aaron echoes. Aaron got used to being an echo, and so when Moses goes up on the mountain, the people now start speaking to Aaron, and Aaron begins to echo back to the people their very own sentiments. And I think that that's essentially what the church has done, is that we have become an echo rather than a voice. And we've been not been echoing God, but rather we've been echoing culture and finding ways for us to somehow blend Christianity and culture. But look, at some point, Christ, Christianity and its values are going to stand face-to-face -face with the values of our society, and people are going to have to decide what line or what side of the line that they stand. Well, that sounds... that's uh... That's pretty convicting, Josh. And I appreciate you coming on and spending time with us. And and I know you've got other things Thank that you're looking at doing today. And 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 Billy and I, believe it or not, I actually have a busy schedule as well. Billy wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that looking at Billy, but he actually does stay busy. <laughs> Definitely hope to um, to meet both of you in person. Absolutely. I love your work with the Blaze and Thanks. all that you guys do there. So well, keep keep standing up and speaking out. And thank you for taking the stance. We appreciate it. All right. Have all right. a good one. I'll talk to you later. You too. God bless. Bye bye.
church boys.